Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Game of Wines, A Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. And I'm Chris. And today we will be discussing Bran Chapter 6 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read before listening. Our news for today is that Game of Thrones is launching a, or has their stake in a mobile MMORPG game um, that's supposed to bring the player into Westeros <laughs> in a different TV line, a different, sorry, in a different uh, storyline, story sorry, not TV line, <laughs> uh, storyline than what was on the TV show. That's what I was trying to say. Um, and it's supposed to be... The blend, the deep experience of single player and the magnificent experience of large scale multiplayer in one game, but it's an RPG, so it's an open map world kind of deal. I'm getting kind of like a not RuneScape vibe, but maybe like a Skyrim vibe. Well, it also sounds like you can like explore Westeros, which is going to be really cool. And it's, it's like going to be different than what we saw in the TV show. I would say it's going to be like having a Westeros map on Skyrim. If you've ever played Skyrim, that's what I would. If that's what it is, then yeah, yeah. It doesn't say when it's going to come out, though. So yeah, so we'll see. Um, and this uh, article has a trailer, so I will post that on Facebook for you all to watch. Yes. Okay, so the Martin message, uh, continuing with the Targaryens. Today is Magor. Is it Major or Magor? I'm going to say Magor. Magor the Cruel. He is son of Aegon and Visenya, and everyone's favorite a-hole. Martin's words, not mine. Born with all the worst traits of both his parents being both malicious and domineering while settling most of his disagreements with fire and death. So that's that's Magor the Cruel. All right, then. Uh, there was no listener answers this week. Uh, so the review uh, last episode, Benjen's two dead men were brought back to Castle Black to be analyzed. John hears of his father's quote-unquote treasonous acts. He gets in trouble for getting into a fight with Sir Alistair, who insulted his father. And one of Benjen's men come back to life and attacks Lord Commander Mormont, but not before John saves him. Um, in today's episode, all of the Stark's bannermen are gathered at Winterfell to help Rob in his plans to march south. Bran is now worried about his brother and goes to the Godswood to pray. Osha warns Bran that there are far worse things north of the wall than south of the wall. Mm -hmm. uh, Rob and his men march south to finish the chapter. Yep. And our wine today that we're drinking is a barefoot Moscato. Classic. And it's white. Classic. It has to do with, you know, <clears throat> Winterfell is white with snow. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Um, continuing with continuing with the twenty fifth wine rule from John Bonnet's book, The New Wine Rules, we are looking at common wine faults. So the first one today is Bretonomics. Bretonomics? I don't know. Um, I like Bretonomics. Brett, they call it. It's a type of naturally occurring yeast that is used in some beers, but is not pleasant when found in wine. It smells and tastes like a barnyard, band-aids, or like the less pleasant part of a horse. That's disgusting. <laughs> Nasty. The second one is reduction. So this retains sulfur compounds that affect taste and smell, usually from a lack of oxygen during winemaking. Smells like sewage, onions, rotten eggs, or struck matches. Anything you associate with sulfur. Yep. Grody. All right. Let's get into it. So, the Karstarks have arrived at Winterfell with 200 men on horses and 2,000 on foot. 
Um, like I said in, or like Chris said in the summary, Rob has called all of his banners. So they're all coming here. A, a man is pounding out a slow, deep-throated marching rhythm on a large drum. Bran watched them as they marched from a guard tower while perched on Hodor's shoulders. They were led by Lord Rickard and his sons, Harrion, Eddard, and Torin. And these are the last of the bannermen to arrive. So a little bit more about the Karstarks. Um, old man said that they had Stark blood in them dating back hundreds of years. They are big, fierce men with thick beards, long past their shoulders, with cloaks made of bear, seal, and wolf skin. Bran does not think they look like Starks, though. They are a noble house from Carhold in the north, founded as a cadet branch of their overlords, the Starks of Winterfell. They are among the Starks bannermen. And their sigil is a white sunburst on black. Their motto is the Son of Winter. And a little... kind of cool. Yeah. A little history. Um, the Karstarks descended from Carlon Stark, a younger son of Winterfell, possibly around 700 BC. Um, Carlon put down a rebel lord and was granted lands for his valor. The castle he built near the Grey Cliffs was named Carl's Hold, but that soon became Carhold, and over the centuries of Carhold, Starks became Karstarks. That's interesting. facto, Karstarks. <laughs> Over the centuries, several Karstarks have wed Starks. These include Margaret Karstark, who was wed to Bernard Stark, the second son of Lord Benjamin Stark, with whom she had three sons. Alice Karstark, who was wed to Lord Brandon Stark, with whom she had three children. And Lissara Karstark, who was wed to Alice's grandson, Artos Stark, whom she gave two sons. Different Benjamin Stark. Yes. I to specify that. Right. Benjamin Stark does not have a wife or children. Right, because he's on the wall. Yeah. During Robert's Rebellion, Lord Rickard Karstark fought alongside Lord Eddard Stark at the Battle of the Trident. Good man. Yeah. So, if they have Stark blood, that was incest as well. Uh, or is it like so far down the line like that it's not incest anymore? cousin marrying second cousin kind of deal. So, yeah, kind of. Cousins with the, it's not incest. It's just not you know. It's not brother marrying sister. No, but it's, it's still okay. I don't know if you can. You don't count that. Anyways, I think it's like past a certain like second or I third think, cousin. I think cousins. If you're third count. cousins, I think you can. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't think cousins count. Cousins do count. Let's not debate what incest means okay. on this podcast. How about that? <laughs> Bran so badly wants to leave the castle and go explore, of course. But Rob has forbid it because they have no men to spare to guard him. Bran said he'd take summer, but Rob still said no because it's too dangerous. He told Bran that two days ago, one of Lord Bolton's one of Lord Bolton's men knifed one of Lord Serwin's men in town. Catelyn would be furious if Rob let Bran go. Facts. Why are the Boltons screwing around? The Poltons are crazy. Yeah, but we don't know them. It's We're just kind of weird that they're just kind of messing around. Bran noted that Rob was using his Lord voice, which meant there was no convincing him otherwise. Bran knew Rob was acting this way because of what happened in the Wolfswood when they were attacked by the Wildlings. This gave Bran nightmares still because of how helpless he was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. If he weren't crippled, he would have found his own way to see the town, climbing walls, running stairs, getting on or off his pony by himself, or wielding a sword. Now all he could do is watch from Maester Lewin's telescope from a distance. Like a creep. 
Maester Lewin had taught Bran all of the house bannermen, their words, and their sigils. So I am going to go through them because they are all currently at Winterfell. So the first is the Glovers. Their sigil is um, silver mailed first, a silver-mailed fist on scarlet. Their words are not mentioned in the book, so we don't know what they are. Um, the head of the house is Galbart Glover. He is master of Deepwood Mott, which is 300 miles northwest of Winterfell. That's a long way away. Yeah. Next are the Mormonts, and we know a couple Mormonts. We know Jorah. Two of them. And Jorah Mormont. Their sigil is a black bear over green wood. Their words are, here we stand. <laughs> Their seat is Bear Island, which is northwest of Winterfell. And the head of House Mormont is Lady Mage Mormont. And from the book, this chapter, she just seems like a really old woman <laughs> that's ruling Fair enough. Bear Island. Next are the Boltons. <clears throat> Their sigil is a red flayed man on pale pink spotted with red blood drips. Question. I had read somewhere that that was supposed to be a Stark man that was flayed. I don't... They didn't specify that. I got all this info from the book as well as the wiki, and they didn't okay. say anything about that. About who the flayed man was? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought I know, that I, I did read, read somewhere about that. Right? I did read on the wiki that um, they like do that regularly. How nice. So they have, like, a flayed man, like, in their dungeon or something. like. Mm. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. So they're kind of nasty. That's not crazy at all. That seems normal. Yeah. Their, uh, their words are pretty fitting. Our blades are sharp. Hence the flayed man. Yeah. Uh, from, they're from Dreadfort in the north. They are an old line descended from the first men, which I did not know. And I thought that was pretty cool. Just like the Starks. The head of the house is Lord Roos Bolton, which we just heard one of his men knifed one of Lord Serwin's. So. So we got problems. Nice intro to Mr. Bolton there. Next is. Mr. Bolton. <laughs> next is Hornwood. Their sigil is a brown bull moose on dark orange. I like this. Their words are righteous and wrath. I like this guy. <laughs> and their their head is Lord Hallis Hornwood. This guy sounds cool. <laughs> We don't know a lot about them. I know, though. but we don't, we don't see them in the show either, so I, I just that just sounds cool. The next house is the Sarwen house. Their sigil is a black battle axe on silver. Also cool. Um, the Their words do not appear in the book, but from semi-canon resources, it says that their words are honed and ready. It's so, not bad words. Maybe. The lord of the house is Lord Major Sarwen. And they are the closest bannermen to the Starks, just a half day's ride from Winterfell. Then there's the Tall Hearts. Their sigil is three green sentinel trees over brown. Their words, again, do not appear in the book, but semi-canon sources say that their words are proud and free. Mm. Their lord is Sir Helmin Tallheart, and they are located southwest of Winterfell. It sounds, they sound like hobbits. Yeah. This next one sounds like a hobbit, Umber. Umber, th those two. Yeah. The other one, too, because that reminds me of Tallheart, reminds me of, like, Proudfoot. Yeah. And then there was Lord Umber, or sorry, the Umber House. Um, their sigil is a roaring giant, brown-haired and wearing a skin with broken silver chains on flame red. It's a roaring giant. Yeah. 
got that. I was thought there was a word after that. A roaring giant, yeah. A roaring giant, not oh. a roaring giant. No, it's a giant. Okay. <laughs> their words are not mentioned anywhere, and their house lord is Lord John Umber, and they are from the last hearth in the north. And then we have the Karstarks, which I just talked about. Yeah. So those are all of the bannermen of the Starks. They have eight houses that, when called upon, they will come. Maybe not happily, but, you know, they're there. <laughs> well, they're messing things up when they get there. Yeah. Bolton. Now Bran has faces to put to names and learn those quickly as the lords and their sons and knights came to Winterfell to feast. The Great Hall of Winterfell is not large enough for all the houses to feast at once, so Rob hosted each of the principal bannermen on one night at a time. There's too many of you. So, like, one house comes, feasts, and then they go set up camp, and then the next one will how come. Many, how many houses was it? Eight. Eight nights. Eight nights. And the car starts with the last to arrive. That Rob's face hurt. Yeah. From smiling. <laughs> yeah. Entertaining. Oh, welcome to my home. <laughs> Um, Bran always sat in a place of honor during these feasts, and that was on his brother's right-hand side. Right-hand so man. assuming that Rob would sit where Ned would sit, right? Yep. Okay. He's Lord of the North right now. And then Bran is probably sitting where Catelyn sits. After the Karstarks had arrived, the last of the houses, um, Bran asked how many men that makes after everyone has arrived, and Maester Lewin said about 12,000 men. Woo! And then he asks how many knights. And Maester Lewin said, few enough. In the north, only a few houses worship the seven, and to be a knight, you must stand your vigil in the sept and be anointed with the seven oils to consecrate their vows. Most honor the old gods in the north and name no knights, but this does not make them any less fierce. Bran asked still, how many knights? And Lewin said, three or four hundred. So... Out of 12,000 men. But, yeah, but that just means that there's three or four hundred that... Are religious to the new gods, where right. there's twelve thousand that are religious to the old gods, but they're Ned has said before, or not Ned, Jordan Poole said, yeah, um, that was it. Joy Castle, I thought it was Castle. Was it Castle? Said I don't that one, one Northman is worth three. Yes. Fighting spirit. Yes. So Brant, or I'm sorry, Lord Lord Karstark is the last of the Bannermen to arrive, and Rob will feast with them tonight. Bran asked how soon before they march south. Lewin said they must march soon because the winter town is bursting and these men will eat through all the food if they camp here much longer. <laughs> yeah. So they're basically eating Winterfell out of oh, house. Oh, yes, 12,000 people. Yeah. Men. And that's, well, and their families and stuff. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's a lot of food. Other houses are waiting to join him on all him all along the King's Road. So they must come to Winterfell, feast, whatever, have their little meeting, and then go, like, set up camp along the King's Road. Eat up all the food. Yep. Um, and it has been said that fighting has already begun in the Riverlands, which is where Cat is, right? No. Where's the Riverlands? The Riverlands would be where Cat's um, father is. Oh, and they just left there. They left. The, they left. They weren't there. They were in the Erie. Oh, the Erie. Duh. That it, I'm sorry. No. I was putting... Cat's, never mind. That's where Kat yeah, is yeah. from. I got... Yes. And that's where her father I'm is sorry. and her uncle... I know. I was thinking... The funny one. I was thinking Liza, but Liza was married to the Aarons, which are in... The Erie. The Erie. Anyways. Yes. 
Bran didn't want to watch anymore, so he gave the telescope back to Lewin and told Hodor to take him back to the keep. As he was leaving, Lewin told Bran that Rob will not have time to come see him now because he has to greet Lord Karstark and his sons and make them welcome. Bran assured Lewin that he would not bother Rob because he wanted to go to the Godswood. So now... <laughs> this is funny. So uh, Hodor now carries Bran in a basket strapped to his back when he needs to go somewhere. This was an idea Lewin got from the baskets used by the serving women to carry fire. Being ca- What? To carry firewood. Yeah. Carry firewood. That's what I said. You said fire. I said firewood. Anyways. Being carried this way does not shame Bran the same as being carried like a baby. Although Hodor sometimes forgets Bran is on his back when going through doorways. <laughs> oh, Hodor. Hodor, I'm back here. Yeah. Don't forget. Hello. Oh, my head. Yeah. yeah. For almost two weeks, there had been so many people coming and going through Winterfell that Rob had ordered the gates to be kept up and the drawbridge to be kept down, even in the middle of the night. There was a long line of armored lancers across the moat between the walls when Bran exited the castle, and he saw the Karstark men marching into Winterfell. The Karstarks gave them strange looks as they went by, and Bran (laughs) heard them guffaw, but he refused to let it trouble him. As they passed the gatehouse, Bran whistled, and Summer came running across the yard. The frightened, this frightened the Karstarks and their horses. I would, yeah. Yeah. The scent of direwolf sent the horses into a frenzy. And then they continued to the godswood. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh at me now. Uh, so he noted that Winterfell was crowded. The yard was filled with the sounds of swords and axes, the rumble of wagons, and the barking of dogs. They finally made it to the godswood. Bran described it as, quote, an island of peace in the sea of chaos that Winterfell has become. I'm sure. Hodor made his way through the dense trees to the still pool beside the heart tree. Hodor stopped and Bran got himself out of his seat, drawing the dead weight of his legs through the holes of the wicker basket, and Hodor lowered him to the ground. He then told Hodor that he wanted to be by himself and told him to go soak in the pools. So there was a hot spring that fed three small ponds that Hodor went to. Steam rose from the water day and night, and the wall that was above was thick with moss. I think that's kind of cool. It's like a natural hot tub. A natural hot spring. Yeah. Well, we already knew that that was what heated when it fell anyways. Which I think is so cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I forgot about that. Summer drank some of the water and then went and laid by Bran's side. He pet Summer under the jaw, and for a moment, they both felt at peace. He had always liked the godswood, but he never felt more drawn to it lately. He told himself that the gods were looking over him, the old gods. Gods of the Starks and the First Men and the Children of the Forest. He felt safe here, and the silence here helped him think. uh, Bran began to pray, and this kind of broke my heart. Uh, He was praying, please make it so Rob won't go away. Please make him stay. Or if he has to go, bring him home safe with mother and father and the girls. And make it it so Rickon understands. Rickon. So apparently Rickon had been all out of sorts ever since he learned that Rob was riding off to war. He refused to eat, cried and screamed for most of the night. He even punched old Nan when she tried to sing him to sleep, and then the next day he vanished. (laughs) He's going through it, man. Shut up. I don't want to hear your songs. (laughs) I'm upset. Uh, Rob set half the castle searching for him, and when they found him, he was down in the crypts where he had had a rusted old sword from a dead king and was slashing at them. (laughs) 
This dude's crazy. Rickon's wolf Shaggy Dog was even acting up. He bit Gage on the arm and tore a chunk of flesh from Micken's thigh. Rob and Grey Wind got him to the kennels and chained him up, and Rickon cried even more now that he was without Shaggy Dog. That's sad. That's sad. Gosh. Because he's, he's literally losing everyone he knows. Yep. Only one left is Bran. Yeah, because Rob's off doing Lord stuff. <laughs> Lord things. <laughs> Lord things. Hashtag Lord things. <laughs> Hashtag Lord life. <laughs> <clears throat> so Lewin advised Rob to stay at Winterfell, and Bran pleaded for him to stay, but his brother shook his head and said, I don't want to go. I have to. Yeah. Bran said this was only half a lie. Someone had to go to hold the neck and help the Tullys against the Lannisters. But it didn't have to be Rob. Rob could have asked Hal Mullen or Theon Greyjoy or one of his bannermen to go and said. I wouldn't trust Theon with that. No, neither. Maester Lewin agreed with this, but Rob didn't want to have any of that. He said, My lord father would never have sent men off to die while he huddled like a craven behind the walls of Winterfell. True. That is very true. I feel like he would have been disappointed if he found out that Rob stayed. Mm Mm-hmm. Rob seemed almost like a stranger to Bran now, fully in his role as Lord of Winterfell, even though he wasn't even 16 yet. Yeah, he's younger than 16 right now. Yeah. His bannerman could sense that he was still young, too. Many tested him. Bruce Bolton and Robert Glover both demanded the honor of battle command. Mage Mormont told Rob bluntly that he was young enough to be her grandson and had no business giving her commands, but she offered her granddaughter to him as a wife. (laughs) Lord Sirwin brought his daughter with him. Lord Hornwood brought gifts, a horse, a haunch of venison, and a silver hunting horn, and asked for Rob to give him a whole fast in return. See, Hornwoods are sweet, man. Yeah. Rob answered each of them with his cur- with courtesy, just like his father would have done, and somehow they bent to his will. He's got the magic touch. He's got the stark touch. When Lord Umber threatened to take his forces home if he had placed behind the Hornwoods, if he was placed behind the Hornwoods and the Serwins in order of the march, Rob told him he was welcome to do so. Huh? <laughs> this is funny. After this, Rob said, and when we are done with the Lannisters, we will march back north, root you out of your keep, and hang you for an oath breaker. <laughs> yep. All because you wanted to be first in the march. You wanted to be in front of two of the other houses. Yeah. All right, man. Okay. Swallow your pride. I thought that was funny. We're in a war here. Right. Why does it matter? (laughs) Exactly. In response, Umber threw his flagon in the fire and yelled at Rob that he was so green he must piss grass. What? (laughs) Like, they call people that, like, don't know winter green. Oh. So he must be so green he must piss grass. Oh, I got it. Ah, That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Mullen moved to restrain him, but Umber knocked him to the floor, kicked over a table, and unsheathed a greatsword. All of Umber's men jumped up from the benches and started to take their swords out as well. Oh, boy. Rob said a quiet word, and in the blink of an eye, Umber was on his back and his sword spinning on the floor. Grey Wind had knocked him <laughs> to the floor and bitten off two of his fingers. Dang! <laughs> I know. Just a quiet word. He's like, don't he's forget like, who's in charge. Grey Wind, go fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> Show him who's boss, Grey Wind. Rob said to Umber... My lord father taught me that it was death to bear steel against your liege lord, but doubtless you only meant to cut my meat. Umber replied, your meat is bloody tough. With a laugh. <laughs> I like this. It's some, like, Viking vibes I'm getting. Yeah. Like, now that's respect. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, like, bending to his he earned. Yeah, he earned that respect yeah. by sicking him on him. After that, Umber became Rob's right-hand man and yep. spoke well of him to everyone. 
Because he earned his respect. Yeah. <laughs> respect. <laughs> that night, Rob came to Bran's bed, pale and shaken, to update him on all the pain, all plans. the plans. <laughs> Sorry. He said, "Did you see the way he threw down Hall? Like he he was no bigger than Rickon. Gods, I was so scared. And the great and the great great Johns. Great Johns, not the worst of them, only the loudest. So Lord apparently, Bruce. they call." Lord Umber the Great John. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Lord Roos never say, says a word. He only looks at me. And all I can think of is that room they have him in Deadfort. Dreadfort? That they have in the Dreadfort, where the Boltons hang the skins of their enemies. See, Same so they do that often. They're weird. They have a dungeon where they just hang the skin. Yeah. Nasty. Bran asked, that's just one of old man's stories, isn't it? Rob said... Like, it's not true, is yeah. it? <laughs> Rob goes, he wasn't sure, and then told Bran that Lord Serwin is taking his daughters with them so they can cook for them. Like, while they're marching. Yeah. Yeah. And then says he wishes his father was here. Yeah. I'm, I'm agreed, sure you don't want to be, like, dealing with all this. No. <laughs> Bran agreed that he wishes that their father was there as well, but he was either a thousand leagues away in a dungeon, on the run, or even dead. He had... Heard stories from many travelers and is not quite sure which is the truth. Yep. Along with the fate of his father, here's more info he has learned from the travelers. The heads of Ned's guardsmen are on spikes along the walls of the Red Keep. Robert was dead at the hands of Ned. Not true. Well, yeah, this is everything he's heard from yeah, travelers, yeah. so we're not sure. He's not sure. If it's true or not. Yeah, but I, yeah. We, can, we can work out what's yeah. true. The Baratheons had laid siege to King's Landing. No. Not true. Ned had fled south with Renly. Nope. Nope. Arya and Sansa had been murdered by the Hound. Nope. Not true. His mom had been killed by Tyrion, and her body was hung from the walls of River Run, and Tywin Lannister was marching on the Eyrie. Not, well, the first half is not true. The second half is true. Um, no, the second half is not true. Marching on the Erie? Oh, the last line. I thought you meant of that oh, whole thing. no. Sorry. Marching on the Erie, yeah. yeah. When the letter from Sansa came, he read it to Bran. She so says, we're actually finding out what the letters say. Yeah. She says, Father conspired at, tre- conspired at treason with the king's brothers. King Robert is dead, and Mother and I are summoned to the Red Keep to swear fealty to Joffrey. She says we must be loyal... And when she marries Joffrey, she will plead with him to spare our Lord Father's life. And she says nothing of Arya. Nothing. Not so much as a word. Damn her. What's wrong with the girl? Seriously. That would make me mad, too. Like, I would want to know about my sister. Exactly. You're miss- a whole key plot point Gosh. person there. Yeah. Bran remembered when Lady's dead body had been brought to Winterfell. And he said she lost her wolf. Shaggy Dog, Summer, Greywind had begun to howl before Lady's body had crossed the drawbridge. Lady had been buried beneath the first keep where the old kings of winter had laid their dead. The other wolves had stalked between the graves after she was buried. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, sad, but, like, that's their sister. Yeah. Just as Lady had gone south and only her bones returned, so did Lord Rickard, their grandfather, and his son Brandon, and 200 of their men. None had returned. Ned had gone south with Arya and Sansa and the rest of his men, and they hadn't come back either. Now Rob is about to go south, and if Ned was truly a prisoner, that could mean his death as well. The fright, This frightened Bran. Mm-hmm. Back to the present in the godswood, Bran was praying. 
If Rob has to go, watch over him and watch over his men, Hal and Quent and the rest, and Lord Umber and Lord and Lady Mormont and the other lords, and Theon too, I suppose. <laughs> watch them and keep them safe. If it pleases you, gods, help them, help them defeat the Lannisters and save Father and bring him home. A faint wind blew, and he heard a voice that said, You hear me? Hear them too, boy? Then Osha appears in the godswood. And remember, Osha is one of the wildlings that yeah. attacked Bran yeah. in the wolf's wood. And they brought her back as a prisoner. Yeah. Somehow she's out. Well, I'm gonna, it's going to explain it. Yeah. yeah. Bran sees her standing across the pool beneath an ancient oak. Summer circled the pool and sniffed her, and Osha flinched. Bran called Summer to him and then asked Osha, What are you doing here? Osha replied, They are my gods, too. Then she apologized and said she would leave. Bran said, no, you can stay, and then asked her what she meant when she said, you hear them, you hear the gods. She said, you ask them, and they're answering. Open your ears, listen, you'll hear. Bran said, it's only the wind, and leaves are rustling. Osha said, who do you think sends the wind, if not the gods? Mm -hmm. Getting some Pocahontas vibes here. <laughs> Then Osha sits down across the pool from him, clinking, clinking faintly as she moved. There you go. <laughs> Micken had put iron uh, manacles on her ankles with a chain in between them, so she can walk, but only in small strides. But she could not run or climb or mount a horse. She continued and said, They see you, boy. They hear you talking. That rustling, that's them talking back. Bran then asked what they were saying, and Osha said that they are sad. Rob will get no help from the gods, not where he is going. The old gods have no power in the south because of the, we because the weirwoods were all cut down thousands of years ago, so they cannot watch over him. Bran hadn't thought of that, and it frightened him even more. Mm -hmm. If the gods couldn't help him, who could? He tried listening again. He thought that he could hear the sadness now. Of course, now that you, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Then Hordor came walking through and entered the scene. He came out of the trees, naked and smiling. Hodor, he said. Because remember, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Bran, fi Bran figured he heard them talking and then told Hodor that he forgot his clothes. Hodor, he agreed. <laughs> Osha eyed him and said he definitely has giant's blood in him. But Bran said that Maester Lewin says that there are no more giants, they are all dead. Osha said that Maester Lewin should ride past the wall because he will meet some giants actually Ooh, up there. so there's giants. There's giants now. That's cool. She said that her brother killed one, actually. Oh. Osha tells Bran that all the giants are 10 to 12 feet tall and are covered in hair. Even the females have beards. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, dwarves. Yeah. So you can't tell male and female apart. So the, woman, so the women take male humans as lovers. That is where the half-breeds come from. Hmm. That's interesting. It seems a little weird, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's a little messed up. I know. They're hairy, they have a beard, yeah. and they just take a man they that's like half, half their size and go... If that. Yeah, 10 to 12 feet tall, so a man maybe 6 feet. Yeah. Oh. That's messed up. No. Brandon was becoming uncomfortable, so are we. Yeah. Um, so he turned... Turned to Hodor and told him to go get his clothes and get dressed. Please, Hodor. Yeah. And with that, Hodor left to get dressed. Bran turned to Osha and then asked if there was truly giants beyond the wall. 
Osha said, yes, there are giants and things worse than giants. She tried to tell Rob about them and told them that the winds are rising and men go missing across the wall. And they, and when they return, they are not men anymore, but are now whites. Mm-hmm. With blue eyes and black hands. Huh. We just read about that. Mm-hmm. Which anyway. Whites, uh, to, de- to define, wiki. yeah, wiki. Whites are dead men or creatures resurrected by others, the others, mm-hmm. through necromancy. Seemingly when touched by the cold that, accom- that accompanies them. Mm-hmm. So. so if you're touched by another, you're going to turn into a white. So that's what happened to Othor. And it's not white like the color. It's W-I-G-H-T, yeah. white. <laughs> um, and that's what happened to Othor. Yes. Sounds like. And the other one, yeah. Yeah. She explains that this is why her and her brother were fleeing south and away from Mance Raider. Osha thinks Mance will fight, but feels like he is not prepared. He's just another self-proclaimed king, in quotation, that knows nothing of winter. She explains that she was born that she was born in the north, like all of her ancestors. So she knows more of winter than Mance Raider. Osha continues and says that she tried telling Rob about everything that he, that she knows, but Umber shoved her out of the way and did not let her speak. So just to remind everyone, because we haven't met this character yet. We've just heard a lot about him, Mance Raider. Mm-hmm. He is the king beyond the wall. He yeah. kind of, quote-unquote, rules over the wildlings. Yeah. So, yeah. Bran said that if Rob won't listen, she she should tell him. Because then he could go and tell Rob what Osha has to say. Because he is confident that Rob will listen to him, mm-hmm. even though it won't be Osha. Osha tells Bran to tell Rob this. You tell him he's bound on marching the wrong way. It's north he should be taking his swords. North, not south. You hear me? Bran promised that he would tell Rob this. Bran had every intention of telling Rob that night, but when they went to the Great Hall to have dinner, Rob was nowhere to be found. Rob had taken his dinner into his solar with his men to finalize the plans of the long march. Probably because he didn't want to be in there with all those people Yeah. All the time. So that left Bran to fill probably his place. probably nervous, too. Yeah. Well, now Bran is filling his place at the head of the table and acts as host to the Lord Karstarks and his men. Jeez. How old is Bran? He's like nine or ten. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Everyone was seated in their places when Hodor carried Bran into the hall on his back. As Bran took his seat, Alice Mullen announced, Brandon Stark of Winterfell. Bran welcomed everyone, saying, Welcome you to... Welcome you to our fires and offer you meat, mead in honor of your friendship. Bran feared one of Karstark's sons talk, heard. heard one of Karstark's son talking about him, saying he would rather be dead than live like Bran, and that he was broken. This hurt Bran. Is this what he is now? He thought Bran the Broken. Hmm. Yes, that is his name. Yep. I don't want to be broken. I want to be a knight. Bran whispered to Maester Lewin. Lewin said that they call Maester Maester's knights of the mind and asked Bran if he ever thought of becoming a maester. Bran said he wanted to learn magic because the crow promised that he would fly, remembering that the crow had said to him in his dream. Lewin said that he could teach Bran history, healing, herblore? Herblore. Herblore. Like herbs. Herbs. The speech of ravens, how to build a castle, how to steer a ship using the stars, how to measure... 
days and mark seasons. And at the Citadel, they can teach you a thousand more things. But he assured Bran that no one could teach him magic. Well, I'm sure somebody. Okay. Not what? real magic. I mean, I mean magic. <laughs> Bran said that the children of the forest could do it. See? They're all gone. Then he remembered what Osha had told him, and that he promised to tell Rob. He told Lewin, Lewin that Osha had told him... He told Lewin what Osha had told him. Lewin thinks that this is just a tale that Osha had told him that is not true. He says it would be best not to bother Rob with this information <laughs> at this time. Two days later, he was saying his farewells to Rob and the rest of his men. As Rob was leaving, he told Bran, You are the Lord of Winterfell now. You must take my place, as I took father's, until we come home. I know, Bran said. He felt alone and scared. He knew nothing of being a lord. Well, he did a good job with the car stars. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Rob told Bran to listen to Maester Lewin's counsel and to take care of Rickon. He asked Bran to tell Rickon that he will be back as soon as the fighting is done. Rickon had refused to come down, of course, because Rickon's in protest right now. Yeah. Uh, and say He's goodbye. Crazy. He was up in his chamber crying and screaming, No farewell. Bran said he told him, but... Rickon says, no one ever comes back. Rob said that he can't be a baby forever. He is a Stark, and he is almost four years old. <laughs> then he says that mother Oh, will my be, gosh. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> He's four years old. Uh, it's time to be a man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> four years old. Time to grow up. It's time to grow up right now. Stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> be a man. You're four, for God's sakes. Gosh, grow up, will you? You're almost five. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Yeah. How long is this going to take? <laughs> <laughs> then he says that mother will be home as soon as, as he promises to bring father back. And with that, Rob left with all of his men. As he watched Rob leave, Bran remembered Osha telling him that he plans to march the wrong way. He wanted to go f after Rob and tell him, but the moment was gone. Broken promises, Bran. Before the walls of the castle, he... Beyond. Beyond the walls of the castle... He heard the soldiers and the townspeople cheering Rob as he rode past. He realized that he would never cheer for him that way. That they would never cheer for him that way. He might be Lord in Winterfell while Rob and his father were gone, but he was still Bran the Broken. When all the cheers had faded away, Winterfell seemed deserted and dead. He looked around at everyone who remained. Women, children, old men, and Hodor. Hodor looked lost and frightened. Hodor, he said sadly. Hodor, Bran agreed, wondering what it meant. We all do. <laughs> we all know. But, I mean, he gets the hint. Yeah. So, um, the discussion questions for this post um, are, do you think Rob would have listened to Bran if he would have told him what Osha said? I think that Rob would have said the same thing Lewin said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about that. He would think the exact same thing. He goes, Bran, they're just tales. Yeah. She's just trying to get us to And he's do... so dead set on marching south. Yeah. And, like, he has to put up a... F like, not put up a front, but he has to look like he knows what he's doing. Right. And if he just all of a sudden changes, like, oh, we're going to go north instead of south, they're mm -hmm. going to think that he's psycho. Right. You know? Like, what's north? Nothing that they know of. The wall. Beyond the wall. Do you think Osha is telling the truth? 
I don't think at this point that there is a reason why she wouldn't be. Yeah, she's imprisoned. Right. I mean, she's not going to gain anything leaving, from Yeah, it. they're leaving anyway, so it's not like she would like gain anything from them leaving, like being able to escape. Yeah. But she also, yeah, there's nothing to gain from telling them a lie, or right. farce. Right. So. And there's nothing to gain from telling the truth either. I mean, like, why not do it? Right. You know, because yeah. I think if it's that important. Like, if it's that important of information, she wouldn't be lying. Like, she seems very dead set on it yeah. that you have to go north. Yeah. So. Our last question is, how do you think Bran will do as the new lord in Winterfell? I think he's going to be relying on Maester Lewin quite a bit. I think he's going to do good. I think he's going to be relying on Maester Lewin a lot. Yeah. So. I think basically Maester Lewin is the new lord of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Basically. Don't put Rick on in charge. Yeah. Our Tyrion tidbit for today is, A day will come when you think yourself safe and happy, and suddenly your joy will turn to ashes in your mouth, and you'll know the debt is paid. Ooh. That's a good line. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, make sure you guys follow us on all of our social media. On Facebook, you can find us at Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast, or Game of Wines podcast group. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Game of Wines 1 and on YouTube at Game of Wines Podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing Daenerys Chapter 6. So make sure you read before next week. Thanks for listening.